Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to another Wednesday night. So glad you could tune in. Trust you're all doing well. And uh, excited about what God's doing on the earth today. You know, there's a lot of talk about revival right now. There's uh, certainly on these college campuses uh, and down in the Christian colleges especially, there's a move of God. And some people say, well, uh, you know, we need to have revival here and, and uh, uh, you know, and other things like, I wish the pastor would preach such and such, and I wish somebody would do such and such, and America needs revival. And I, I certainly agree with those things, but how many of you know <laughs> you can have revival in your own heart every day? Every day, you can draw it up. How about getting up and doing something yourself and begin to get close to God and begin to uh, get stirred up in your heart for the things of God? Because really it is, uh, we just had a prayer meeting this afternoon at noon and we were talking about uh, what God wants to do and how he wants to move in our lives. And, and But the truth of the matter, uh, you say, well, I desire something, but proof of desire is in pursuit. If you really want to get something from God, you got to Go after him. You got to seek his face. Seek, seek the things that uh, he said we uh, we could have if we just uh, spend our time with him. You know, over in John eight, uh, uh, um, John eight thirty one and thirty two, it says, uh, "If you continue in my words." Now he's talking to his disciples. He says, if "You continue in my words. You're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free or make you free." Well, the truth of the matter is. Uh, we have to do something, don't we? And so uh, we're continuing along the lines of prayer because if we have a prayer revival, if you have a prayer revival in, uh, uh, for yourself, you can begin to experience uh, uh, the very presence of God and you begin to be stirred not only to know about him, but you'll be stirred to do what he asks you to do, which we all have a call. How many of you out there know you have a call tonight? A call to serve God, a, a call to worship God, a call to magnify him and glorify him in this earth. That's what we're called to do, Christians. So we we need to know that. And last uh, uh, last week, I talked about how Jesus was uh, a man of prayer. Amen? <laughs> he only did what the Father said to do. He only, uh, only, uh, only said the things he told him to say. And how did he do that? Because he had a prayer life. And and isn't it amazing that the disciples saw all the miracles, they were walking with him for three, a little over three years, and they saw these great signs and wonders and miracles and casting out devils and healing the sick and raising the dead. And you would have thought they'd have come up and said, hey, Jesus, show us how to do that. Is there something magical? And no, he said, Master, teach us to pray. Because prayer is so vital to have a personal relationship with God. And if you want a personal revival in your life, you have to do something. And number one is to pray. And look, when, when we begin to pray and seek God, you can be instructed in what to do. You can be corrected. Are you willing to be corrected sometimes? We all should be willing to be corrected. Because if you're going and doing the wrong things, it's, it's really a blessing when, when you get instructed to do something right. Amen. So, but we find over in in Acts chapter two, you know, he told them to wait in Jerusalem 
until uh, they be endued from power on high. And we see the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. We read that, and, uh, it, and the Holy Spirit came. And then after that, the same Peter, who had denied him three times before the cock crowed, and Jesus had already said he would do that. Here's Jesus, or here's Peter, turned around, and man, his life is turned, <laughs> I always like to say, right side up. Because he's turned around and, and he's marching hard for Jesus. He's ready to do what Jesus is calling to do. He's ready to be the, uh, the, uh, the ambassador for the kingdom. How many of you know you're an ambassador? Amen? Ambassador. We're out to spread the good news, the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, he went on and he began to proclaim things like, you know, I got up and spoke what the prophet Joel says. You can read that in Acts chapter 2. And then there were over 3,000 people. He told them to repent for the kingdom of heaven has come and, and be baptized. And they well, they did. And they were, they were 3,000 added to the uh, kingdom right then. But in this same passage, I want you to see what happens when people pray, when people are out. Let me put it this way. When they're in one accord, when they're in unity. How much the church needs that today? Because we all have opinions, and I've said this many times, probably heard me say it here before. Everybody has an opinion, and it's always highly thought of by them. But our opinions don't, don't come before the Word of God. This is the, this is the important thing. And, and so uh, when you're in one accord, when they were in one accord, the Holy Spirit came. When they were in one accord, men, uh, uh, signs and wonders begin to happen just like Jesus said they would. And so that's, if we want to see signs, wonders, and miracles, we had better line up and be in one accord. Amen? Amen. Under the umbrella of the, of the Lord of Lords. And so he says in, in Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 40, uh, and after he had witnessed that, he said, Many testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved, for this is a perverse generation. Those who had gladly received his word were baptized, and the day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Now, here's what they did after that. This is why it's important. It's important to go to church. Over in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, Do not forsake the assembling together of yourselves, especially as that day draws near. What day is that? The day of return of the Lord. And we're closer now than we've ever been. We're closer now than when this word was written. Amen. But it goes on to say, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doc doctrine. What, what does that mean? They continued steadfastly in the word of God. They wanted to hear the word of God. Now, look, we don't want to be like Martha was. when uh, Mary and Martha, you know that story of Mary and Martha? When Jesus came to their house, Mary sat down at his feet and listened to his words. Uh, Martha was busy about so many things. Listen, if you want to hear the voice of God, if you want to be in true revival personally, you got to give it some time. You got to you got to do some things, certain things. You got to gather together with the presence of the Lord. You got to be in his word so you can you can have, you know what he's telling you to do. Amen. So and then it goes on and said fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. In prayers. This is what they were doing on a daily uh, bases. They would meet from house to house after they had gone to the temple, which was their ritual every day, and they would meet there. And then what happened? Then fear came upon every soul, and many many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. 
Now all who believed were together and they all had things in common. Now it goes on to say right after that, now in chapter three, and I'm gonna read some of this, probably read more than I normally do, but it says Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. So it was, they were going, this was a, a daily ritual. This is what they did every day, these, these disciples. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, uh, to ask alms from those who had entered the temple. So this man's laying there, and, and day after day after day, you probably, we have them today. I don't know if they lay at, at the, uh, at the outside the church anywhere, but they're on the street corners everywhere. Help, I need money, I need something from somebody. This man had done that forever and, and for years. And so, and so he saw them uh, at the gate beautiful, and uh, so here, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Well, hey, you got some money? I need some money. I need a little help here. Amen? Amen. I, I remember years ago, uh, I was working for FedEx years ago. I had a route down, a walking route downtown, and, and there was a guy come up uh, by me, and he says, uh, I need to get a a train ticket to, uh, I think he was going to Centralia or something. He gave me a big story. Now, I knew I knew that there were people all the time giving you stories about they needed money for something, right? But he said, I need I need money uh, to get down to Centralia. And so I'm walking this route, and I said, well, and and first of all, he he, he kind of says, well, I, I, you're a Christian, aren't you? Well, <laughs> you know, they're always going to find something to try to identify with you. And I said, well, actually, I am. And I said, uh, 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 he, I said, I won't give you money, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll buy you something to eat. So there was a, the, an old restaurant downtown Champaign called Carmen's. It's gone, it's changed its name now. I don't know what's, what's in there, another restaurant. It was there, had been there for years. So he follows me around, he's telling me all this stuff. And so we go in and to this restaurant and I go up to the waitress and I, and, and I said, uh, Give him whatever he wants to eat, and I gave her I don't know ten, fifteen bucks. I don't, probably ten dollars at the time, because, and uh, oh, that wasn't good enough. He was so mad at me, but I didn't. I didn't care. I I gave him something to eat, but I wasn't going to just give him money. But listen, this man was laying there waiting for something, I, and he needed something. He, but I like what uh, uh, so and fixing their eyes on him with John Peter said, look at us. Amen. You got to, you got to be looking in the right direction. Sometimes you got to be looking to the Lord. You got to be looking to the things of the Lord when you need help in times of trouble. Amen. You can't be going running to and throw, doing this, hoping this works. No, get in the word of God, get in a prayer, get around people that are faith-filled people, not just somebody that, oh, I'm, 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 I go to church. Well, a lot of people go to church, but that don't mean they're faith-filled. That don't mean they have the power of God working in them and it can join together in agreement about what you need. Amen. But he said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Now, what did he expect to receive? You got to know he's been laying there. He's getting money every now and then. I don't know, probably not very much at a time, but he's expecting some kind of uh, 
something he can spend, something that can help him uh, to get his next meal or whatever he needs. <laughs> so, but then Peter said, listen to what Peter said, silver and gold do I not do, I do not have. Now listen, a lot of people will say, well, see, they didn't have no money, but you got to know they have money. Did you ever go somewhere without a, a, a few bucks in your pocket or with maybe uh, maybe you're walking somewhere around the street and, and you don't take your wallet, you don't take money with you? And, and so they said, we don't, basically, I've heard this said that you look it up, it means I don't have anything on me. In other words, I'm not carrying any money. And and obviously they had money in the ministry because right before that they said uh, sold their possessions and goods and divided them amongst every, every anyone who had need. So they had money, uh, but they didn't have it with them. But they said silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. What do you have tonight? What do you have? Do you have the, the power of and, and, and the assurance of, of God Almighty and you're backing you up? Do you have that assurance that when you pray that something's going to be done and for and you'll get your help? But what I do have, I give you. What I do have, I'm going to give you something far more than what you need a few bucks for. Far more than a, 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 a quick meal somewhere or, or, you know, I'm going to give you something that you haven't had before. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now here's, here's of Nazareth. This is a real key. Are you praying in that name? Are you believing with when you pray in that name? Oh, my goodness. He said, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Now, this is, this is a, a uh, they're walking in, a, in, a, in a, a, a spirit of faith right there. Uh, you know, they're, and they're walking in and, and delivering miracles right there. And, and right there immediately, listen to what had happened. Rise up and walk. But they didn't only do that. They, he took him by the right hand. In other words, he said, I'm believing and we're going to raise you up. This man didn't have faith right at that time. He didn't have faith. All he was doing was looking on Peter and John, and he was looking for money to begin with. Now, they said, rise up and walk and write. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, this is, this is a, a, a categoric miracle that happened suddenly. Amen. And, and his feet and ankle bones received strength. So they, be, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Amen. You know, I would think uh, if you saw that today, we're looking for that today. But you know what? If we're looking for that today, my friends, we need to be in one accord. We need to be in the Word of God. We need to believe what the Word of God says, and we need to be in prayer and say, Lord, thank you. For, <laughs> thank you that you're, you, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. This Word is still true today. There are a lot, of, uh, a lot of lame people out there. There's a lot of sick people, a lot of hurting people. We believe in those things, but we have to be in a position to see God work through us. Amen? Amen. So it says, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was uh, he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder, <laughs> I bet they were, and amazement at what had happened to him. Praise God. Wonder and amazement. You know, there are still people like that. You know, there are still people that have ministries where they're healing people and seeing, seeing miracles happen in it. And you know what? 
A lot of people just cast it off. I don't believe all that stuff. I don't believe, you know, that those things happen. You know, uh, I heard a story one time, uh, well, actually recently, because I've heard this uh, tape series by Keith Moore many times over, and he was talking, they were talking about healing the sick, and it's a whole series, but he was talking about, he was down in healing school years ago, and there was a, uh, a couple that was coming in uh, to the healing meeting that he was holding, and the husband didn't want to go. He had no desire to go at all. And he said, she said, or they said that, uh, so she talked him into coming. She said, well, if you go down there and with me, I, you can go fishing, because there's fishing down there in, in Tulsa. And uh, so he, he agreed. That sounded good to him, because he liked to fish. So they got down there, and she started <laughs> begging him or, or telling him, come on, you need to go. Go to one meeting with me. Go to one meeting with me. Well, he went to this one meeting, and, and, and they're sitting in there, and he, after he gets done, he's going out, and he's mad. He's half cussing and carrying on, and, and uh, he gets in the car, and they're driving away, and he said, don't ever take me to a meeting like that again. And uh, so he had, they, Keith said he had a big knot on the back of his neck that he'd had for years, a huge knot, uh, about the size of a, a bigger than a golf ball, just very, very visible. And, and, and so he's, he's rubbing his neck as they're driving down the street. And he, he said to his wife, feel my neck, feel my neck. And he said, she felt it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Well, no, feel it again. And he said, she said, uh, she, t they testified to it later. He felt that neck all the afternoon and that, that big old knot that had been there for so long, now I don't know what it was, was gone. So the next day, they went back to that meeting and he began to serve the Lord. He got, I don't know if he got, I must have got saved in that meeting and began to serve the Lord. But see, listen, signs and wonders, and these people were in amazement of what happened to him. Wow, it was like, wow, look at that. This man's been laying there all those years and two guys come along and they know Jesus, obviously. They know something about him. This is the same thing that he said they would do. And then now it's not long after he had passed that they're out there doing the same thing he was doing. Because that's the kind of ministry he was doing when he was on the earth. Amen? Now, and it goes on to talk about uh, 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 Peter begins the preaching and, uh, again and, and goes on down to, uh, down to chapter 4. And now when they had spoken to the people and the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they, they taught the people and preached in Jesus, in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. And how many, however, many of those who heard the word believed and a number of men came to the Lord was about 5,000 now. They said, well, how can that happen? It was crowded. <laughs> Israel was pretty crowded, and it still is, like the world is today. But listen, anytime you begin to preach the goodness of God, isn't it the devil that wants to say, what, what are they doing? Why are they preaching in this name? Why are they healing in this name? Oh, that can't be so. we got to stop this. The devil says, we got to stop this. And who does he use? He uses people. He, doesn't, he has no other means but to use people. Listen. 
that shouldn't stop us because they they took them off to incarcerate them for a while and interrogate them and that's what we're going to read about here in a minute but listen we got to be ready we got to be bold enough to say hey i'm going to trust jesus even in the midst of this and it came to pass on the next day that their rulers elders and scribes as well as antis the high priest caiaphas uh, John and Alexander, and as many are, were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? <laughs> and they said, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, said to them, Rulers of the people of, uh, of, and elders of Israel, if we this day are being judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known. Man, we ought to know when we, some, we see something good, let it be known who it did it. To you all and to the people of Israel that the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Amen testify they're just, they're not saying well we got these powers that, you know we just uh, we were we were uh, we've been going around we're lucky to do that no there's a name above every name it's above sickness and disease and poverty and perversion and and, and it can bring uh, liberty freedom amen this is the stone which was rejected by you builders which by became the chief cornerstone now there is salvation in there is, there is salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That name. And I always love this. We've talked about this before. Now, when they saw the what? The boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Now, what's that mean? They hadn't gone to seminary. They hadn't been to Bible school. They had been with Jesus, though. That's what it says. They marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Wow, what a, what a statement. What a statement. They had been with Jesus. When you've been with Jesus, when you're spending time with Jesus, when you've been in prayer, when you've stirred yourself up, when you have walking in personal revival, people will recognize something on you. They may not recognize who it is right away, but when you begin to demonstrate some things that he said to demonstrate, when you begin to speak to others, encourage others, give them the word of God, they'll know that you've been with Jesus. They know you can't get that by yourself. Amen? And seeing that the man had been healed, standing with them, they could do nothing against it. Now when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred amongst themselves, saying, What shall we do? To these uh, due to these men for indeed that's a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in jerusalem and we cannot deny it but so that it spread no further among the people let us uh, severely threaten them uh, uh, that from now on they speak to no man in this name so they came and, and they commanded them do not speak at uh, or teach in this name but peter answered and said to them whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You get, 
You get in prayer, you get in the Word of God, you can begin to draw near to God, and you'll be able to say that same thing. We can't do anything but just testify to the goodness of God. Amen? And you all have a testimony, I'm sure. If you don't, if you don't know the Lord tonight, ask Him into your life. It's real, real, real simple. If He made it hard, none of us would be able to do it. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom the miracle of healing had been performed. Now they're gone. They're, they're let go. And being let go, they went to the what? Their own companions. They didn't run to everybody and, and spew out some stuff. No, they went to the people that were standing in faith that they had been praying with and be, been gathered with in the past. And they were saying, hey, this is what they, uh, and reported. They reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. Wow, what a thing. But they weren't complaining. They weren't belly aching. They were saying this, with one accord. There it is, one accord. They were in unity. They were in one accord again. And it said, Lord, you are God who has made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why do the nations rage? And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth take their stand, took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. And it goes on to say, For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, and with the Gentiles and the people of Israel will gather together. Now, Lord, to do, listen, to do whatever your hand and your purpose be determined before you to be done. Now, this is a scripture, a prayer that you can pray for yourself right here. You can pray just like this. Now, Lord, look on their threats, because we could do that today. We should do that today. And gather to your, uh, grant to your servant, grant to me, <laughs> uh, that with all boldness, we may speak, or I may speak, your word. By stretching out your hand to what? Heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And listen what happened when they prayed. Listen to what happened when we get in unity in the body of Christ, praising God, magnifying God, reading the word of God, uh, 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 stirring ourselves on the inner, inside. Here's what happened. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Revival, my friends. Revival has come to that house. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, hallelujah. They had, Pastor Larry used to say, they leak. You leak. But we're, we're, we leak. We need to be filled again. And spoke the word of God with what? Boldness. Listen, my friends. You want, you want to do what God's called you to do. You don't want to be complacent. You don't want to say, well, you know, look for retirement. No. Listen. Don't look for retirement. Look for refirement. And get yourself going with what God has called you to do. Because we've all been called for such a time as this. We all have a calling and a, and a, and a, a purpose in this life to, to bring forth the things of God in this day and time. And it goes on to say, great power was with the apostles and, and witnessed the resurrection and great grace was upon them all. How you want to walk in great grace? Get in the presence of God. Get to doing what God's called you to do. Don't, don't sit back and wait for somebody else. Well, this world needs a revival. Yeah, we know that. This church, well, I don't like what the pastor's doing. I don't like this. No, get in unity. Get in one accord. Get in 
and the presence of God and begin to pray and begin to ask him for the great boldness that we need in this day and this hour. And we'll begin to see, we'll be, not somebody else across the, the globe, we'll begin to see uh, miracles, signs, and wonders here. And we'll begin to see people's hearts change and brought into the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you provided, <laughs> oh, you provided everything we need in Jesus. And, and we thank you, Holy Spirit. We do pray today that each one of us would draw near to you. And we said when we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. And that's a promise we can count on. And we, I just pray for the church at large and the church here at Living Word Family Church that we be stirred individually. So when we come together corporately in one accord and in unity, we'll begin to see great things happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's been good to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.